welcome back. What's up? What's up? What's up with you guys? It's like, it feels like it's been forever since I've seen you, but I've been sitting here with you for two hours, so. True. Wow. <laughs> Ain't that something? Ain't that something? But we got a real nice pumpkin, apple pumpkin candle getting us in the fall it. mood. Wait, now that it's October. Nice. Where are we? Oh, we're the Golden Ghouls. Oh Alyssa. God. Kylie. Emily. <laughs> oh, and it's time to get spooky. <laughs> what was that, guys? We just now, totally forgot that we even had to end I was just so excited about this candle that's making us all feel really good. Yeah. It's an apple pumpkin Apple candle. pumpkin. Seasonal. Seasonal. Appropriate. Lovely. For the times. Really. Uh, we've been asking y'all for listener stories, and now we yeah. got them, and we're giving them back to you. Yes. Are it's you ready? Happening. My favorite. Ghoul Talk, Volume 2. Woo! What up, what up, what up with that? What up with it? It's, it's going to be a good time. I'm, I'm going to kick it. this off. I'm going to kick it Me off. Too. Okay? Yes. Do it. This first one is from our, I'm going to call her a friend, Lauren of the Brew Interviews. Yes, we love, <gasps> we love her. She's a patron, mm-hmm. an angel, yeah. a, a podcaster. She's real cool, guys. Like, uh, y'all have to listen to their podcast, and yeah. I mean, for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all there is to it. So this comes from Lauren. Like I said, great person. Wonderful. All right, so Lauren says, Hi, Kylie, Alyssa, and Emily. Found your podcast on Instagram and binged all of your episodes this week. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. Yeah. We love that. You I ladies. I would not be able to do that. I, oh, God. I, I love a, a good binge. <laughs> uh, when I started listening to My Favorite Murder, it was the only thing I did. Yeah. Hey, what beer did you drink while you binged? Yeah, let us know what That's beer what you I were drinking. What, mm-hmm. Which one was the tastiest? Do y'all follow their podcast on Instagram? Because they're yeah. always yeah. posting the tastiest beers. Well, I'm, well, I recently said in our last episode that I'm getting into Instagram because of Tiffany. Yeah. So, um, yes, I will follow you guys. I don't even like beer, and it always looks good to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... You ladies are an absolute blast to listen to. I listen to a lot of paranormal, true crime podcasts, all of whom tell the same stories, but it's always so interesting to see how each one tells them, and the way that you bring the facts with your witty banter is incredibly entertaining. Oh, love it. Yeah. Like I said, I listen to a lot of paranormal podcasts, so I've shared this story with, and that's why we drink another great podcast. Yes. But any chance that I get to bring up the topic of the importance of mental health and the paranormal, of course, I take. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl, with that mental health, hit them with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Symbalta, mm-hmm. represent. Dill. She's out here. So... I've actually had a few experiences, but this is the dearest to my heart. It has a lot of background that, a lot of background info involved, and I'm a terrible storyteller, so bear with me. It's not true. You're not. So, she's a good story. Yeah. A little bit of background. A very dear friend of mine took his own life in March of this year. Oh, I'm so sorry. He was truly an amazing, selfless human, and none of us saw it coming. I had met him about eight years ago through my best friend's boyfriend. He brought him to a party at my house, and we hit it off so well that he ended up moving in. I was in need of a roommate anyway. We lived with each other until college ended, and I moved in with my girlfriend, now ex-wife, this comes into play, in Portsmouth, and he moved back home. A couple years passed, we still remain close friends, and now my wife and I are moving back to Keene to the same 
house I lived in college. Huh. Hmm. Funny how those yeah, things that's, happen. That's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. So he actually was the only person who helped me pack and drive the moving van my wife had to work. Anyway, a year passes and the lady and I decide to get a divorce, so I'm in desperate need of a roommate again. He ends up moving back in. There they are, back in the house again. Oh my gosh. (laughs) However, in the midst of the divorce, I had a falling out with my best friend of 20 years, the one who had introduced me to him. Because she decided my ex needed more support during the divorce I than I did. I know. Petty. That's right. Oh, but no, there. not I've... petty. Oh, what? Yeah. No. I don't think that's petty at all. No. No, I've been there. I've, I've, oh, yeah. I've lost a long-term friendship over stuff that, oh, like, yeah. you just would assume they would have your back. Yep. You know, because they've been there for so long. Been there, yep. So, my friend who passed was the only friend of ours who remained truly neutral through the whole ordeal, and although he held the opinion that we should both sit down and hash out our problems, he never had a problem letting me vent, offering words of wisdom, and respecting my feeling on the matter. So, basically, a really great friend. Yeah, sounds like it. So, the news. I was at a prub... A prub? Uh, Lauren. I think you're speaking of a pub. Good lord. (laughs) I was at a pub crawl in Dover, New Hampshire... Or, yeah. Yeah, right? Dover, yeah. Yeah. And about the fifth bar in, I look down at my phone and I have a missed call, both from my ex-best friend and my ex-wife. Both voicemails sound very ominous. I call my ex-best friend back. She says, he's gone. His brother found him. He took his own life. And then everything went black. I'm partially going to blame that on the three tequila shots I had just taken, though. Mm. Blame away. I'm glad she took those, to be honest. Right? So, I made made plans to meet with my ex-best friend and ex-wife the next day in Keene for a coffee. I get to the coffee shop. Keep in mind, I hadn't seen of or spoken to either of these people in almost a year. It was a lot of silence, holding back tears, and talking about our friend. I asked them to keep me posted on his service and if there was going to be any other gatherings for him. All week long, my ex-best friend and ex-wife included me in a group text about plans and how everyone will be going out for beers after his, um, service. Service? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now, so now listen. I love beer, obviously. I have a podcast about it. Right. (laughs) You do love beer. In fact, my friend who passed and I, and really this whole group of people, are craft beer lovers. Who's not? The people love it these days. Yeah. I'd got him tickets to a brew fest for his birthday last year and he had taken me to a bunch of breweries for my birthday, but I hadn't had or wanted a drink since I had gotten the news of his passing, nor do I really want to see and spend time with these people that I had a falling out with. Uh-huh. So that's the middle story. Right. All right, the experience. Oh, okay. I recently moved into an apartment on my own, aside from my fur babies. Oh. Yeah, cuties. To be closer to work, my friend had moved out of the house we lived in a few months prior to me moving. Two nights before his service, I was doing some unpacking in my room, trying to keep my mind busy so my apartment was fairly quiet. I was having an internal debate with myself on whether I really wanted to go out for drinks with everyone after the service. You know, all the good thoughts. It'll be late. I'll be sad. It's an hour drive home after. I don't feel like drinking. I don't really like these people, but they're the only ones who can relate to what I'm feeling right now. As I'm thinking these things, I, out of the blue, get incredibly thirsty. Like the kind of thirsty where your mouth feels like a desert and your tongue is like sandpaper. Kind of feel like that right now. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I'm good. (laughs) So I walk into the kitchen to get a drink. 
Turn on the light, and there on the ground are two beer bottles pointing at each other. Oh. I looked at the bottles where where they had fallen from, which was the top of my cabinets, and then looked at my pup, who had immediately laid down and started crying. Not crying like whining, but like a hyperventilating, sobbing sound. I pick up the bottles. One of them is called Silly Sour. The other was called Space Dust, brewed by Elysian. Unsure if you know this, but Elysian means relating to or characteristic of heaven or paradise. Also, if you knew my friend at all, you knew he really enjoyed anything outer space. I wore a tie with a solar system on it to his calling hours. Oh, so cute. Um, I mean, not cute, but like a yeah. sweet. Yeah, thoughtful, sentimental. Yeah. I bet nobody else showed up in something that he loved. Spiffy. Some of my favorite memories I have with him is when we used to stay up till all hours of the night watching space documentaries together. He also, on more than one occasion, has referred to me or something I did as silly. The company that brews the silly sour is called Brasserie de Silly. Ah. Yeah. Oh, fancy. A brasserie <laughs> is an informal restaurant with a large selection of drinks. We got one of those here. Oh, it's informal. It's not fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if he can really classify this as an experience or more of a sign, but either way, I think his message was pretty clear. I should probably get a beer with everyone. (laughs) So I did, which led my ex-best friend and I to rekindling our friendship. That's Devin for you, helping even from the other side. I'm gonna get I mean, I I feel emotional. I didn't know that that's what what I was gonna, like, you know, turn to, but I love it. That totally feels like a sign, right? Yeah. she was exactly on it, like on what he was meaning. I feel like he did that. I do feel like he did right? that, and that, that's exactly what she needed to do. It gives me chills. I've read this story mm-hmm. like three times, but it's still. I think that yeah. was that definitely is so something. Cool. Pulls at the heartstrings. So I, I hope he's around forever. I think we'll get oh, more. Okay. Yeah. So. Lauren goes on to say, disclaimer. Now, I'm also a realist, so of course I looked for a rational explanation for how these bottles fell. I do have the entire top of my cabinets decorated with beer cans and bottles. Yes, I'm that kind of cool. Uh (laughs) So I thought, oh, maybe the washer was running and they vibrated off the cabinets, or the cat tried to jump up on the cabinets and knock them down. Even, oh, there was a draft and they fell over. But I had no appliances running, and none of the surrounding apartments did either. Even so, there's an inch-high lip on the cabinet that the bottles and cans sit behind that would have prevented them from vibrating off. If my cat had jumped up, the bottles would have fallen backwards onto the cabinet, not forward. And let's face it, he's a monster. All the bottles would have been on the floor. <laughs> and was it like a glass bottle? Because wouldn't it have broken? Sounds like yeah. it, right? Yeah. Plus, he was in my room with me at the time. Most of the beer, most of the beer decor are cans, much lighter than oh, okay. bottles. They would have been more likely to fall if there was a draft. Huh. Huh. So they weren't cans; they were bottles. It's crazy. Also, I never heard them fall. Right, and I, I really would assume they would break. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have an auditory disorder that makes me sensitive to sounds, and because my apartment apartment was particularly quiet that night, I find it quite unnerving that I never heard them hit the ground. Mm. The kitchen kitchen is only three steps away from where I was unpacking. (laughs) Lauren says, okay, Lauren, let's wrap it up. Thank you for (laughs) sticking with me through this convoluted story. Even if this was just a fluke and not really a true experience, every time I reread 
tell this story, it makes the pain of losing such an amazing human hurt a little less. So I'm very grateful to you. Anyways, thanks again, ladies. You are all strong, independent, beautiful, boss-ass bitches. Keep up the outstanding work. Um, Lauren also sent us, like, photos of the bottles, the way they were laying. Her very handsome doggy. Yes. Stop. Yeah. And then... We gotta gotta share this with her permission. Oh, yeah. Lauren, let us know if we can share your photos because Mm -hmm. your dog is amazing and your photos (laughs) were great and really helped to tell the story. So, then Lauren sends us a follow-up. And Lauren (gasps) says... Hey, ghoulies. Get it? Like, girlies. Okay, well, I think I'm funny. <laughs> so plot my Anyways, <laughs> I have a follow-up signs from Devon story I'd like to share with you. It's short and sweet, so we'll jump right into it. Background. My birthday happens to be next week, and because it falls on Labor Day weekend, there are always numerous parties to have to decide between attending. Happy belated! Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Lauren got a birthday card, like a birthday card from Moss, yeah, basically. True. Yeah. So, we were in with some treats. Yeah. So, as well as deciding what I want to do for myself on my actual birthday. So, you got a lot of decisions. Parties, birthday, it's a lot. Uh I was driving home from Keene, New Hampshire to Derry, New Hampshire. That's New Hampshire, right? Derry, yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) I'm like, am I making this up? Just say NH. Which, yeah. Yeah. Which is about an hour and a half drive. Leaves a lot of time for planning and thinking. Yeah. So, the experience. I love how Lauren breaks it up for yeah, me. Yeah, she's a great, you're a great storyteller. Yeah, Truly. what are you talking about, girl? <laughs> so, my usual birthday routine is to explore a few new breweries in an area that I'm not familiar with. I think that's a great plan. Yeah. As I was deciding which ones I wanted to check out this year and who I could invite to tag along with me, I started thinking about my birthday last year. Last year, Devin was the only person who blew off all the Labor Day parties to come with me. Earlier this year, he and I made plans to do another brewery trip when my birthday rolled around. This, of course, led me to start reminiscing about my friend and how deeply I miss him. Just as I started to shed a few tears over him, the song Reminiscence by... (laughs) Johannes... Bornloff. Yeah. Bornloff. Okay. Bornloff. Okay, started playing. Lauren, please correct us on pronunciation because we're bozos. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> now, you may be thinking, oh, that's sweet. A song called Reminiscence started playing while you were reminiscing about your friend. True. It's damn cute. However, there are a couple of fun facts about this song situation that you should also know. This is the first song I downloaded after hearing about his passing. Uh-huh. it's a sort of classical music sounding song one of my favorite memories with Devin when we lived together was waking up on Saturday mornings to the sound of classical music playing in our kitchen and coming downstairs to him drinking a beer he worked the night shift so he would be coming home getting ready for bed as I was waking up and making breakfast as we listened to classical music together ah that sounds like the best house ever I love it It was a little surprising when the song started playing. I had downloaded it six months prior, and I didn't think that I had my Spotify on shuffle. When I checked to see if I had the shuffle setting set, Spotify showed that a different song was playing. In fact, the song that Spotify said it was playing was a totally different genre, and a playlist that the song Reminiscence was not even a part of. Stop it. The fact that this song started randomly playing when it wasn't even supposed to be gave me chills. I'd like to think it was Devin trying to wish me a happy birthday. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
a hundred percent. And oh my gosh, he's still around. Right? So Lauren says, wrap it up. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, this was a little longer than I thought it was going to be. So thanks for sticking with me. Hope you have a blast on your New Orleans trip. Good vibes, Lauren. So Lauren sent this like as we were about to go to New Orleans, but so cool. Yeah, Devin is totally around. Like I think he's still hanging out with her. Going. I think he's gonna be around forever. forever. I think so too. And he is such a great friend that I'm so jealous. I wish I had a best friend like Devin. I wow, do. I rude. have my goals. <laughs> it's true. We'll be around forever. I know. It's Whether true. you like it or not. But she's like family. Family goes. So that ghost. was a long one, but a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have another good one. Oh, gosh. <gasps> I mean, they're all good do ones. It, do yes. it, do Let's do be it. real. From our dear Allison. Allison. She's a listener. Okay. <sighs> I'm getting hot, ladies. It's a little toasty. It's, yeah. We're sweating it up. We're sweating I'm it up in probably, here. I feel like I'm stinky. Sorry. Oh, same. All right. <laughs> Emily's like, I've I never been stinky in my I've life. I've never fought it in my life. <laughs> you won't catch me doing a number two. Damn. <laughs> no, you will. Yeah. All right. Gotta let it out. It's true. But I help it in. That's what they say. It's true. All right, Allison. Allison. What's up? Cool. All right. Hi, ladies. I just recently discovered your podcast and have always been interested in slash scared of the paranormal. It's mostly just an interest now. I'm only scared sometimes. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Yeah. Only sometimes. Anywho, a few years ago, I was visiting my family in Arizona, and my godmother decided we should all take an overnight trip to Bisbee, Arizona. I hope I'm saying that correctly. It is. It's Bisbee. And it's haunted. Have you been? I haven't, but I do know about it. She knows. Also, shout out to Ghosting Around, who just did an episode on Bisbee. You should listen to it. It's really good. Go check it out. Allison. Huh. I was all for it until I found out we were staying in one of the oldest, if not the oldest, hotels in Arizona. Mm -mm. Did they tell you first? Because my family does that, too. Yeah. (laughs) They pull. They do that the same is thing. not okay, Allison. Stupid. Treat your children with respect. It's true. Ask them. You know, it's like, true. Uh, Dad, do you want me to? You want like? Do you want me to take you skydiving without you knowing? No. No. Okay. Sorry. It's true. I feel you. I felt that deeply. She did. Emily was triggered just I now. PTSD. <laughs> All right. This hotel is not only known to be haunted by locals, but the person at the front desk told us it was as well, and totally played into it. I was not happy. <laughs> I, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> Emily would have been out of there. Ow. I, yeah. I, that's when you tell them, I'm staying in the van. Yeah. Give me the keys. Exactly. And I'm leaving the car on the whole night. <laughs> Next time you ask me first, Dad. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> it's been featured on two ghost hunting shows, and they experienced some things. Uh-oh. My cousin and I were terrified to sleep at the hotel that night, even though we went around the hotel leaving candy for the little boy ghost that supposedly went around collecting it. Wow, good Did call. you say it was the Copper adorable. Queen? Nope. Oh. Okay, it's the <laughs> Copper Queen Hotel. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I feel like, now we know. I feel like Allison maybe gets there at some point, but... If not, it's the Copper Queen. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Sorry. We promise we won't interrupt this story anymore. <laughs> I can't stop. I just feel connected. <laughs> I 
make sure to put socks on your hands. Am I right? It's Don't true. touch anything. It's true. You'll bring it back. Okay. okay. So she left candy for the little boy ghost. There are several people who supposedly died in the hotel or nearby and have returned after death for whatever reason. So, everyone else went to sleep for the night. All five of us stayed in one room. But my cousin and I were way too scared, so we decided to watch Netflix in the bathroom until the morning. Yeah. In the tub? <laughs> Probably. So we were in there for a while, and it sounded like the door to the room opened, and there was someone walking around the room. We thought maybe it was his parents who had woken up, and they were looking for us since we weren't in our beds. We decided to open the door and let them know that we were in there so we wouldn't get in trouble. But when my cousin opened the bathroom door, everyone was completely asleep in bed, and the main door was closed. That was terrifying and confusing, so we quickly closed the door and stayed there until the morning. And we did get in trouble for staying in the bathroom anyway. Oh. <laughs> Later on, my cousin told me he saw a little boy standing by his dad in the middle of the night. Also, on the way up to one of the floors and down to the lobby, I smelled a very floral scent, like a woman's perfume, but there was no one around. I think it was Julia Lowell, who was a sex worker who died at the hotel and is known to hang around. Mm. Yes, yeah, she, she probably loved that floral mm -hmm. perfume. Mm -hmm. They did back in Bra the day. Brought on all the homies. Mm-hmm. So that's my story. I'll never go back to that hotel, despite it being a very pretty hotel. Yeah. I hope you liked my experience. And then, she has another one. Oh, ooh. Mm-hmm. My second story isn't exactly about a murder, but it's still pretty interesting, and everyone in the area knows about Buckout Road. Oh. The stories have been going on since at least my mother was in high school in the 70s, but I'm sure way before that, too. There are so many different legends about the road itself. Is this in Arizona, too? Yes. I don't know. I think so. Hmm. Follow up. Follow up. We'll Google. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, some stories are true. There's a whole website dedicated to the road. I think it's called Bed of Nails with a Z, dot <laughs> <Yeah>. com. <laughs> but when you drive down it, other than it being creepy from the stories... It kind of just seems like a regular residential road. There are several houses that people currently live in, which I could never do, but good for them. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the stories is about a house full of flesh-eating albinos. What? Yeah. The hills have eyes. Yeah. And if you honk the car horn three times, they'll come out and eat you. <laughs> it is in White Plains, West Harrison, New York. Oh. oh, that's I want to say that's upstate New York. Yeah, that would make sense. I was way off. Steve, tell us. Tell us. Ooh, that's creepy. Mm -hmm. They got something for for threes. Well, I guess so. Us. Unfortunately, that house had since been torn down, but I saw it before, and it was super creepy. An old red barn. There's another story about a witch who hanged herself, or she was hanged for being a witch. And if you drive under the spot where she died, your car will stall. Albert, so don't drive under there. So don't drive under there, unless you have triple A. Albert Fish, <laughs> the man who killed the little girl and ate her, Ew. was said to have a house somewhere in the woods of Buckout Road where all of this happened, but I've never been brave enough to go looking for it. There's also a rumor that if you have sex on John Buckout's original spelling of the family's last name, uh -oh. grave, you will get pregnant. 
Uh huh. Won't be going there. Uh-huh. I'm not sure why anyone would do that for several several reasons, but I've heard people have, and they got pregnant. <laughs> I, you know, well, I was thinking like if if you're desperate. You'll go do. Yeah. You'll go do, do the you, thing you, on the grave. You gotta, do. You gotta, you gotta go do it. Cause I, that shit costs a lot of money to get injected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Go to the grave first. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, it. if you are trying to get pregnant, go to the grave. Just, just go to the grave. Just period. Try just it go out to the grave. Once, give it a try. Just you know, it can't hurt. Death brings life. Exactly. You know. Wow, that's deep. Circle of life. My mom actually used to hang out in that cemetery on her lunch break from high school <laughs> because cool. she liked to read the baby's headstones. Oh. She's a little odd herself, LOL, she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> There's also another cemetery deeper in the woods, and tons of people have reportedly seen apparitions and have heard strange noises. Oh. I was on the road at night with my friends, and I swear we heard weird, high-pitched howling in the woods. And where we left... And when we left, we saw a weird imprint in the dust on the outside of the car that seemed to have a human-like shape, and there were finger drag marks on the windshield. <gasps> nope. Like was... Kate from Titanic. Uh-huh, exactly, yeah. Uh, it was very lots odd. Lots of sex in this story, lots of sex. <laughs> it was very odd and unsettling. So that's my vacation slash hometown murder slash ghosty story. Maybe I'll get to hear it on the podcast one day. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, did, here it is. Girl, you did. Alyssa, that, I feel spooked. Alton, uh, right? <laughs> I don't know if I want to go to Buckout Road. Well, I'm going to make you. I want to go. We'll, we'll wait and a few years until I want to. On, on the grave. On the grave, yeah. I'm going to wait a few years until I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> You got a story for us? Oh, I do. Uh, I have a listener story. It's real fun. From Nina. (gasps) Nina! Our ghoul Nina. What's up? She says, hello, ghouls. Hi. Oh, hey. Hi. Hi. Hey, girl. (laughs) So first off, wanted to say that I love your podcast. Thank you. I've been listening since episode one. Damn. I know. Thank you. We love you. And still can't get enough of it. (gasps) I like to think of myself as the fourth ghoul in your little lady gang. Oh. <laughs> you already know you are. <laughs> Everyone is a ghoul. That's true. I have two stories for you, and I'm going to do my best to explain them without dragging it out. This is my first time sharing, so I apologize in advance. Don't apologize ever, you guys. Thank because you for sending this. You Seriously. Are all great storytellers. True. Honestly. Truly. All right. Here we go. This is fun. Because it's at a bachelorette party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, for a bachelorette weekend, me and a group of ghouls went to Savannah, Georgia. Haunted as fuck. Yep. We gotta go. And one evening, we went on a ghost tour. I was apprehensive at first because I thought it would be lame. We get to one to one house that, according to our tour guide, used to be a home uh, for orphan girls in the 1800s. Mm. Been there. We we love good orphanage, don't we? We do. A lot of bad things happened in this house, as it was run by one evil man. Yuck! <gasps> you can probably conclude to the things that would go go on behind closed doors. Damn! In one of the big fires that burned down half the city, this house caught fire along with it. Sadly, two girls and the man that ran the house were trapped inside and never made it out. Now, fast forward. <laughs> to the present 
we're standing outside of the house and tour guide told us to take pictures so we all did the whole time we were standing in front of that house i had a horrible feeling of dread and almost wanted to stop the tour there and leave long story short we finished the tour and later get back to our airbnb and i was looking back at the pictures we had taken and maybe i'm tripping <laughs> but i think i caught a few ap- apparitions <laughs> I'll attach the pictures below, and you can see for yourself. We, uh, Nina, with your permission, we can post those photos, so just let us know. Gotta get permission from all you, all you gorgeous fools. Alright, another weird thing is that I can't remember anything about the house other than the story. I don't remember the street names or the actual name of the house, which is weird because I usually grab onto weird information like that. Maybe because I had a feeling, and that's all I could really think about. Who knows? She, like, blacked out. Yeah. She was like, oh, Wiped her memory. Wiped her memory. I don't know. That sounds like a spooky place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's story number one. Number two. <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> a month or so. And it was the night before the wedding. The wedding was at this beautiful farm. So, the... The girl, she was on a bachelorette weekend. And now they're at the wedding. A bunch of spooky stuff with these gals, huh? Yeah. All right. They're at the wedding. <laughs> it was at a beautiful farm, and the bride and her bridesmaids were allowed to stay on the site in an old cabin that they had renovated. It was maybe 11.30 or 12 at night, and we were all hanging out in the living room talking and trying to catch up on a few last-minute decorations. It was raining outside, and all of a sudden, we all started freaking out. We were all saying, did you hear that? Over and over again. One of the other bridesmaids said, I know I'm not crazy. There was just a knock on the door. And and the other girls and the bride agreed. But I said, no, that's not what I heard. And they all looked at me as if I had two heads because all of the girls know that I have always been a little sensitive to spirits. And it's always spooked them a little. So the bride, my soon-to-be sister-in-law, looked at me terrified and said, Nina, what'd you hear? And I said, I heard a girl's voice that said, um, come on, guys, let me in. What? (laughs) And as soon as I said that, we all started freaking out. (laughs) After we finally calmed ourselves down and came to our senses, we were able to carry on with our activities. Luckily, nothing else happened, because my soon-to-be sister-in-law is one of the biggest scaredy-cats I've ever met, and she would not have looked as beautiful as she did the next day had she not slept the night before. That's it for these stories. I have a few more, um, but these are my most recent. Thank you so much for taking the time to read these, and stay spooky. Nina! Girl! I want to know who the hell was out there. Honestly, and who is this um, sister-in-law? Because I think she's she's getting a lot of, um, you know... The spirits are excited about her nuptials. When you guys are (laughs) with each other, they're into it. You know spirits, they love a good wedding. They do. they wanted to come and party. Damn. They wanted to party with the bridesmaids, because who doesn't love a good penis party? (laughs) Emily. (laughs) People who don't like penises. Oh, uh, you're right. Yes. I love a vagina party too. <laughs> I could have any kind of vagina penis party. Let's have them all. She appreciates genitalia, is what she's saying. Honestly, she does. The human form. verified. The human form. <laughs> all right, guys. Speaking what? of human forms, tell us. 
there is one in the story, but this comes from Marshall, who, who is a human. What up, Marshall? So he says, hello, my name's Marshall, and I have a pretty good story that I would love to be shared on your podcast. Well, oh. he, here you go, Marshall. Your dream's coming true. Oh. What's happening? Marshall, you're the best. So when I was four, I lived in an apartment with just me and my mom. Just me and my mom. Just me and my mom. One day. <laughs> I don't know. It came out of my mouth just now. Oh. <laughs> One day she had to go to work and I had no school, so she called my usual babysitter, my dad's new girlfriend, Sarah. Oh, so they were tight. That's cool. Yeah, and so then on her way to work, she dropped me off at Sarah's. All right. Hey, Sarah. We left around 9.30 that morning, setting the scene, and Sarah lived about 10 minutes away. When we were getting close, my mom screamed, oh, shit, and slammed on the brakes. Oh, God, Mom. What was weird was that nothing happened. No cars were anywhere from what I could see. All I saw was the street and a green light. Hmm. She called 911 and reported a license plate number. Then she explained that a huge truck hit a young boy and kept driving. <gasps> Shut but up. But there wasn't a body or anything. What? But that's so not even... see it? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. So that's not even the weirdest part, Marshall says. Once at Sarah's, I ran out to the playground and I was greeted by a little boy about the age, about my age at the time. He had blonde hair, blue eyes, and was wearing overalls and nothing else, no shoes or anything. Hmm. I remember that he was dripping wet. Oh my god. Yeah. I asked his name and he just started walking away like I wasn't even there. I decided to follow him and he noticed and stopped walking. He made no eye contact and froze without even breathing or blinking. Again, I asked what his name was, but then Sarah called me inside. Hmm. What? Who's this young boy? The next morning, I asked if I could go play with my friend, and she said, sure. At the time, I didn't realize it, but she was talking to me in that voice adults use when kids have imaginary friends. You know they how they kind of play along. Oh. Yeah, we know that. So, the boy came over to the playground again, this time coughing like when you inhale water while swimming before running into the woods. Hmm. I followed him again, and he sat on the ground near a puddle. Uh. What? (laughs) He then looked at me and grabbed my arm and yelled, It should have been you. Oh, my. That's rude. Right? The next thing I... The next... Right? The next thing I know, I'm hallucinating, standing in a raging river, screaming for help. Sarah pulled me off... Sarah, like, heard him screaming for help. She pulled me off of the ground, ground and out of the puddle... Didn't know how I got there, asking why I was even there. I couldn't explain. When Sarah tucked me in that night and left the room, I saw the boy in my bedroom. Stop. He held my hand and said, Chad, finally answering the question that I had asked and then walked away. (gasps) When I got back home with my mom, I found a piece of paper in my pocket. It said, drowned. I looked at it confused and asked my mom what it meant, but she didn't tell me because she thought that I would be scared. I told her about Chad, and she asked Sarah who he was. Sarah said that no kids had lived in that area for years, not since a child had drowned in the river in the woods nearby. What the hell? I haven't gone to Sarah since, partly because my dad broke up with her not too long after, but also because my mom was too worried about the Chad situation. I mean, your mom should be worried about Chad. Yeah. Years later, I remembered some of it and asked my mom what happened, and she explained the whole thing. And I've always made sure my friends are real living friends. That wasn't the last (laughs) scary thing to happen to me, but it's definitely one of the best ones. Marshall. 
Wow. Marshall. Marshall, Chad is wild as hell. Yo, Marshall, I, can we, like, look up, like, the little boy's name that died? Yeah, have you searched Chad? And drowned? Yeah. We've got to find Chad. We've got to do some searches. Because that's insane. Yeah. And scary. Yeah. And I can't believe, like, to have that, like, almost out-of-body experience. Yeah. Like, he was Chad. Yeah. For a minute. Right. Spooky. I got another one. Do it. This is from Morgan. 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 All right. Hi, ghouls. I have a spooky tale for y'all. My husband and I bought a house in October 2017, and since then, I've been haunted. The first thing I noticed is that my dog was extra clingy to me. That seems to be. You know, that's not the animals always know. Though you know. True. She loves my husband more than anything, and since we've moved in, she rarely leaves my side. I noticed her often growling at blank walls of our bedroom with this strange growl and walking up to the opening of our attic and doing the same growl under it. Hmm. After I started noticing this, I started to hear the footsteps. Uh. Our house was built in 1941, and the attic is one of those attics that should have a pull-down ladder, but the previous owners took out the pull-down ladder for some reason. So to get up there, you have to go out to the shed, get a tall ladder, bring it uh-huh. in, uh, and then bring it up to the attic. <laughs> Who goes, has time for that? Yeah. Nobody does. <laughs> I work from home, and all day long, I'll hear footsteps like someone is pacing in the attic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've sent my husband up there to check for squirrels, homeless people, raccoons, and nothing, so I just decided it was a quirk. My husband told me to stop listening to scary podcasts. I will never stop. <laughs> and maybe I'd be less paranoid. I had just gotten used to the steps during the day when something made itself a little more known. We were on the couch watching a movie in November, and Ruby, the dog, started her weird upstairs growl. I'll call it the ghost growl from now on. (laughs) And I looked to where she was growling, and my husband's empty shoes were taking steps by themselves. What? What the hell? Oh my god. I do not remember reading that. (laughs) Okay, I read all of these beforehand, and I do not remember reading that. I am shook. Oh my god. Oh, holy shit. Were you like, what the fuck? (laughs) She goes, I freaked out and yelled that I thought there must be a mouse or something and went to look. In boat shoes? (laughs) A mouse in boat shoes. The the mouse buddies. If you give give a mouse a A cookie, cookie, if you give a mouse a boat shoe, okay. I yelled that I thought there must be a mouse or something and went to look and my husband was looking at me like I'm a lunatic (laughs) saying, we don't have mice. Um. I told him what I saw, and he shrugged it off, saying he didn't see it. (laughs) Little things to get my attention like that kept happening. I'd walk downstairs, and cabinets would be open. No. Our coffee table is on wheels. I'd push it out to sweep and put it back, and I'd come back into the room, and it would be pushed out again. And the fan in our living room occasionally rotates slowly by itself for no reason. By now it's February, and we are always joking about the ghost, but kind of nervously laugh it off. (laughs) I get that. (laughs) My husband got me a tacky Valentine's Day balloon, and I left it upstairs forever in the living room. 
Was it red? She didn't say upstairs, I'm sorry. I left it up forever in the living room. One night around 11.45, I'm watching Friends downstairs. Classic. And my husband is asleep upstairs, and Ruby starts her ghost growl. Mm. And I look, and I shit you not, y'all, that balloon was floating across my living room. (laughs) Dude, they love balloons. Uh, They love helium. It made it to the dining room and then came back to the living room on its third round around the room. I said, stop. Nope. In a super stern voice. And the damn thing stopped right in front of my TV. There you go. I grabbed a ruby and I booked it upstairs. Uh. My husband was like, calm down, our house is drafty, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, no, <laughs> this is not a draft, obviously. Babe. <laughs> I want to know, like, was the balloon, like, speedy? Was it slow? It like, sounds like I... it was, like, a steady pace, yeah. you know? And Woof. it stopped when she <laughs> said stop. Ah. <sighs> I decided to take the advice of you two and go get some sage. Yeah, sage that man. <laughs> so I got to this little store in my neighborhood called Madre Luna's. As soon as I walk in, she asked me, do you need something for the little problem in your house? Yes. And I just stared at her. She goes on to ask me if I've had any children, which I reply, no, I've only been married two years. We haven't even started trying for kids. She tells me, the spirit that is attached to you is a child's. I thought he was your son because he's very attached, but you're sure you've never had a miscarriage or anything? It's kind of a rude thing to ask. Madre Luna is, she needs the facts and figures. Let her figure it out. Yeah, tell me everything, Madre. Yeah. And by now, I'm like, give me all the sage. And she says, if he was your son, I'd say leave him toys out. But if he's not, then you need to try to move him on. So I go home and get my neighbor, and we sage the house. Have y'all ever saged a craftsman? It got all (laughs) the corners. (laughs) So my home is quiet for about two weeks. Well, my ghosty kid must have found a corner I missed or something because he's back. I made the mistake after one too many glasses of wine of saying, Please show yourself to Josh, husband, because he thinks I'm crazy in a joking manner. You brought him back. Now, we've all got kinds of weird noises going on every time we leave the house together. It sounds like something falls, so we both run around the house looking for whatever fell, and you probably guessed it, nothing fell. (laughs) So I'm in this Facebook group, and a girl in the group was talking about being a medium and that she could read photos. It's a photographer group with, like, 50K in it. So, of course, I bugged her, and I sent her some photos and videos of the house. See, she messaged me back saying she only got vague male presence, not evil, but for me to send her a photo of myself. Y'all, she told me the same thing the lady at Madre Luna said. I have apparently got a little ghost boy attached to me. Oh my god! Not to my house, but to me. She said I remind him of his mother and he doesn't like my husband. (gasps) I'll attach screenshots of her messages below. She thinks something happened to him near our house. She said, I need to get a medium in here to move him on. She also pointed out that she hates seeing children in her reading because sometimes they are demonic entities coming across to gain trust. But that's not the case with mine. I am a proud parent of a ghost child, it seems. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, last night a large framed print fell on my head, and I'm not sure if it's my ghosty son trying to make me his eternal mother, or if it was just (laughs) the wind from our open window. (sighs) Morgan. 
Dude, Morgan. Wow. Super cool. You've been trusted by a ghost boy. I mean, having a ghost child is cheap. You don't have to feed him. You don't have to send him to college. You don't have to buy him clothes. Yeah, he's very self-sufficient. I think the thing here now needs to be, like, we need to decide, do you want to keep the child? Or do we need to... I mean, if he's tossing frames at her head, then we've got a problem. But I think we need to just keep an eye on him. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe see what happens. Maybe we can just talk to him and be like, settle down. Like, I'm here for you. But at the same time, I am alive and I need to stay that way. Listen, when you're here, you're family until you throw a frame at my head. Exactly. Yeah. I got another, another ghoul. I love it. This is Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. She says, hey, spooky ghouls. I just found your wonderful podcast last week while trying not to become a ghost myself at my shitty day job. (laughs) Dude, we hear you on that. (laughs) Monday through Fridays, am I right? Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for giving me entertainment throughout my very dull day. I have a few stories to hopefully entertain you all in return. Gracias. Here we go. I have a deep love of hauntings and ghosts. My curiosity comes from the deaths of my grandparents. Mm. In the fall of 1995, when I was four, three of my grandparents died within 15 minutes of each other on October 31st. What? My father's parents were killed in a car crash, and my mother's father died of kidney failure. That is sad. Ugh. Every October since my family has had every October since my family has had some sort of misfortune, be it the death in the family, death of multiple major appliances, <laughs> accidents or terminal or terminal illnesses. Also, the clockwork in October first, the paranormal activity picks up. Also, oh, also like clockwork in in like. On October 1st, the activity picks up. Today. Yeah, so um, we're going to have to Good luck. And you're going to have to tell us how this month goes. Um, This will be my very first October slash Halloween in my own home and out of my parents' house. I'm very anxious to see if the activity follows me to the new home. While I have many stories for this email, I guess I will focus on the ones from my parents' house and my Ouija boards. Girls Mm. messing with the Ouija. She's got a collection. Right. I will go with very short versions of these stories, but if you want the full details, I'd be more than happy to give them to you. We always want the full deets. We're probably going to have questions. Mm -hmm. But here we go. The presence in my house has been there for... As long as I can remember. It would make me uneasy as a child, causing me to feel the need to run out of the room or cause me to not be able to dry my hair without having my back up against a wall. Feelings of being watched, as well as footsteps when I was the only one in the home. I I didn't see anything until I was about 19. I went down to my room to change and happened to look into the dark room directly across from mine and there in the darkness was an even darker silhouette of a man Hmm. i was not uncomfortable at all and went about my business um and returned to the party upstairs after the after that things would disappear and reappear months later it wasn't and it wasn't like the usual oh my car keys are gone 
It was big things, such as my mother's sewing machine. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. What do you need that for? Strong right? ghosts. <laughs> Radios turn on and turn on even though they're not even plugged in, and don't have batteries. Things fall off shelves, you know, like the usual haunting stuff. <laughs> Years go by with this stuff going on, and we really stop thinking about it. Then I brought home my first Ouija board. I just collect the boards. I don't actually use them. Good girl. But also maybe not because... Sounds like... Yeah. You might be bringing a lot of stuff into the house. When I get the boards, I get them brand new, still packaged. Take them Hmm. out using all proper precautions. Frame them and hang them on my walls. When I lived at home, I had two, one of which came from a witch shop in Gettysburg. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I want to see a picture of all these Ouija boards. Send, the, send us one. Yeah, me too. And, of course, the one I had problems with. Um, hmm. Yeah. The one Ouija. The one Ouija. It's always from one. Gettysburg. I would go to work, and the board would be on the wall with its planchette. Yeah. Okay. That's the finder. Oh. That's that guy. Oh. God, your tattoos are marvelous. Okay. When I would return home, the the planchette would be on the floor. What? Set up facing the door as if someone had played it or like they wanted me to play with it. Mm-hmm. There's more to this part of the story, but this email is already... <laughs> Already all fucking long, Mappy. <laughs> Dude, it's not, and we're interested. We want the facts and the figures. My mom would message me while I was at work to ask me why I came home from work, and I hadn't. She would hear the front door open and shut as well, mm-hmm. and my bedroom door cl- would be closed. Finally, it started fucking with me in my sleep. One night I was <laughs> sleeping, and I heard my bedroom door open and close. Not abnormal, as my house had... Um, an open door policy to all my friends at all hours of the night. I could feel someone in the room walking around my bed as if they were looking for a good place to lie down. So I moved to one side of the bed and the pacing continued. Then I realized that now that no one was in the room and a week later, the same thing happened, but with heavy breathing this time. Girl, I'm just surprised you just, you weren't, like, looking around. You were just like, oh, come on in, babe. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know? Like, who who was it? I freak out when my boyfriend comes home at night and I can see his face. That's... I scream. <laughs> There's, like, some sort of draft in my apartment, like, in my room area. Because, like, when I'm laying there, I can feel, like, a breeze. And I always turn around. Oh, yeah. You have like, to I'm check. Like, I'm not just going to scoot over for you, Brad. Like, I got to see who's, no. who you are. It's true. You know? Caitlin's brave. This is Caitlin, right? Yes. She's very brave. So that's it for this email. Girl. I have stories from my trips to Gettysburg and Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. (gasps) The Headless Horseman. What? As well as the girl who went missing from my town square. Her ghost saved my best friend's life. What? How are you not telling us this story? Caitlin, send us that story. Listen, she'd love to tell us if we're interested. So we would. We would love to hear that. We want to know. Thanks so much for your time, and stay spooky, my witches. XOXO, Caitlin. <gasps> Caitlin, Girl, you, I feel up. like you really, 
okay, you didn't rip us off, but we want more want because more you told I, us you yeah. have more. Right. You have so much. And I, I want, want more. I want more. I want more. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. Damn. And I love your Save Ouija someone's life. I want pictures of the Ouija board collection. Yeah. I want it all. I also want you to be honest with me because I feel like as a fan, there's no way you haven't done the Ouija. Right? Maybe you haven't, but like, I want you to. I know. Mm. I'll do it with you. As a fan, as a super fan of the Weege. All right, Emily. Good luck. <laughs> All right. This comes from Christian. What up? What okay. Up? Hey, y'all. Hi. Big fan of the show from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, Woo. what up? I've had all kinds of experiences from seeing UFOs to strange things happening on camping trips, sleep paralysis, etc. But the weirdest thing happened in the house I grew up in from birth till I was 15. My parents helped design our house and had the one-story, four-bedroom house built just for us. Unfortunately, in two separate incidents, people died during its construction. What are the odds? It was one story. Yeah. (laughs) We later learned the neighborhood was built on Seminole Native American tribal grounds. Mm. Yay, Florida! (laughs) As I was only a kid, my parents didn't share that with me until much later. This house was basically built as a square. The kids' rooms along one wall, with the office and master bedroom along the opposite. There were hallways, a kitchen, and living rooms between these sides of the house, but with all the doors open, the light from the office would cast light on a wall in my bedroom. One night, I must have been 12 or 13, my dad was out of town like usual, and my mom had taken my brother overnight to perform with the high school band. I fell asleep after eating pizza and watching TV or something like that, I'm sure. I was woken up for some reason in the middle of the night, and I knew the light in the office was on because I could see the wall illuminated. I began to roll over when the shadow of a head, shoulders, and torso moved from right to left, pausing in the middle of the wall. Someone Someone had clearly stepped between the light in the office and my wall. I froze immediately, listening for any sound of footsteps or movement. I laid there with my head under the blanket until I heard an extremely loud noise come from the garage. Not like someone dropped something, but like something had disappeared, and all the matter around the space had rushed to fill the void. I must have fallen asleep waiting to be attacked because I woke up the next morning with my arms protecting my head. I slowly crept around the house, but nothing was missing and nothing was out of place, and there was no sign of anyone being in the house that night. Although, from that night forward, whenever the garage floor got wet or the humidity rose, you could see a dark stain on the floor with what looked like the the imprint around it, which made it look like blood leaking out of a body. I'm not sure if that's where the person who died actually died, and the noise I heard was them leaving this world, but nothing happened again like that in that house. Stay spooky. Spooky whooshing sounds. (laughs) Christian. Yes, Christian, yes. Oh, my lord. That freaked me. I don't want to see anyone's fucking shadow while I'm trying to sleep. I mean, I I used to leave All I want to see is the inside of my eyelids. Yep. I wanted to go to Neverland, but... No, girl. Uh, Nuh-uh, Peter Pan. Nuh-uh, Peter. (laughs) Stand back. I got another story from my girl, Sam. Samantha. We love Samantha. Is this the finale? Yes. Yes, queen. Sam. Our queen Sam is the finale. This story is very funny. Okay. 
Hello, my ladies. Hi. Okay, okay. I saw y'all were having a listener episode and remembered I owed you some stories. Sure did. Um, I I have to tell you that she sent the meme of the guy tipping his hat that says "Miladies." Oh my As god! <laughs> Love it. Oh, what a cool. She knows us. She really does. <laughs> I'll be easy for now and share two weird happenings. Nothing crazy going on here, but still creep city. Wow, so I feel old. My first story happened like 14 years ago. I was attending a low-key family barbecue at my aunt's house. Low-key. I should mention, I have a weird thing about homes. You'll see in the second story. But really, when visiting a home or another venue, I instantly form an opinion on the space based on my feelings. Same. I do that too. I get that, yeah. Yeah. You kind of like feel the vibe of the area. For sure. And while my aunt's house always made me feel like I wasn't alone, like it had a history prior to my family being there. Anywho, my parents were grilling, drinking, children were screaming, people eating, and enjoying the summer sun and the smells. Me, on the other hand, I was chugging ginger ale like it was no one's business. (laughs) Good old ginger ale. She goes, I am 14. (laughs) You could guess what happened next. I had to pee. (laughs) Of course. I popped into my aunt's house, but the downstairs bathroom was occupado. So I decided to creep upstairs and use my aunt's bathroom. Girls gotta pee. So house rules are null and void. While using the can, I heard someone knock and politely replied, I'm peeing here. (laughs) I proceeded and I washed my hands because I'm no animal. (laughs) Thank God. As I'm drying my hands, I hear another knock, to which I pulled the damn door open. I'm all for the drama. But no one was there. Terrified, I looked around the master bedroom and no one was around. Everyone was still outside. I scooted my ass out of there and pretended like things were chill. (laughs) But they weren't. No. I was scared and convinced it was all in my head and refused to re-enter the house alone. Nothing has happened since. Uh, Spooky. Aunt's house. Who was out there? Who was it? Who's doing that? Any stories? Does your aunt tell anything? Say anything? She didn't. Hmm. My second story comes from my parents' home. Now, I've never felt unsafe in my childhood home. Nothing weird has ever happened to me. But since I was a youth, I've always felt a presence in my home. I can't explain it and have always written it off as just me being crazy. But, alas, I still felt this way. So much so, I'd frequently dream about roaming around the house at night and somehow always ended up in the basement, just there, sensing a presence. Since moving out, I've written it off and convinced myself it was just stemming from my childhood fear of the dark, plus my wild imagination, slash, loved for all things spooky. Basically, I spooked myself. (laughs) We can all do that, yeah. Fast forward to six months ago when I was visiting my parents. Somehow, we got on the subject of my old fear, slash, sense of something in the house. I was looking for a reassuring, girl, you're crazy. This house is fine. <laughs> girl, you're crazy. Exactly. Calm down. Instead, no. my dad chimed in with a, oh, yeah, I swear I've seen someone in the house. Chilled out, all right. I'm sorry, what? Like, Casual. What, dad? I gotta sleep here. Don't tell me anymore. But also, tell me more. <laughs> so he did. <laughs> Apparently, there have been multiple occurrences where my father has felt a presence in his bedroom. 
There are even times when he's felt a hand or a person standing behind him while lying in bed. Nope. The nail in the coffin, for me, was a story he told where he felt pressure on his shoulder while sleeping. He had tried to turn around but was unable to. Sounds like sleep paralysis, right? When he eventually turned himself around, he saw a body wearing jeans. No. Dungarees. Exiting his room. Just jeans? No top? We're going to have to follow Sam, up with Sam's death. clarify. Was it Brooke Shields? <laughs> so the body wearing jeans was exiting his room. However, they sleep with the door cracked. Side note, this is why I always sleep with the door shut. <laughs> he said he was terrified but fell asleep shortly thereafter. Like, how? Because it was Brooke Shields. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, lady. Come back. And that's the end of his story. You'd be right in assuming that I spent the entire weekend petrified I'd see something, but I never did. Whether it was sleep paralysis or confirmation of my suspicions, I'll never know, hopefully. But it spooked me out, and I don't think I'll ever sleep the same while there. Creepy pasta. That's all I've got for now. I'll be sure to send along another creepy happening for your next listener episode. Love you, ladies, as always, and thank you for continuing on. Best, Sam. Uh, Sam. Sam. We gotta find out who was outside of that door and who was in those jeans. Mm-hmm. And yes, was there a shirt? In those jeans. Did it have a shirt on? Was it a female? Because ooh, I'm pretty sure. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It could have been the hottie. Emily thinks it's Brooke. The hottie with the body. <laughs> The good days, Blue Lagoon. Your dad could have been dreaming of sixteen-year-olds. <laughs> good lord! Wow. Honestly, thank you guys so much for sharing your stories. It means we so much it. to us that you trust us with them. We Honestly. get so excited, and we get so excited. Anytime I get a listener story, I'm like, you guys, we got a listener story. I love it. We're it's nerds. So, it's so cool. So if we've already shared a story of yours, and you have another, send them in. Anyone who said they had more stories and didn't send the full stories this time, send them in. If you haven't written in before, send your stories in. UFOs, cryptids, ghosts, something weird happened to you and you can't explain it. Let us know. You had a weird gas. Whatever. (laughs) Just something you can't explain. and And it was an accident. Weird stuff. We'd like to hear it. Yeah, we want to hear it. The Golden Ghouls Podcast at gmail.com. If you'd prefer to send it to us somewhere else, do it. Facebook, Instagram, I don't care. We're Just all send over us the place. your stories. Or if you don't want it read on the podcast, you can always post it in the Facebook group. We or have if you fun. just want to share with us, but we, you don't want to share it with anyone else, right. like, True. we can just chit chat. Right. If you if we if you need a phone call, we can make that happen. <laughs> You know, if we Emily's sit, making phone calls you know, out we here. Sit in a room. Calls. If we need to talk it out, it down. let us know. If you just need somebody to just sit there in silence, we get it, and listen to your story, mm-hmm. or not talk at all, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we can do that. We can be anything you want us to be. Really, mm-hmm. thank you again. Seriously, it means so much to us that you send us your stories. Right. We hope you guys enjoyed these. Yeah. We're ready for a Ghoul Talk Volume 3. Ghoul Talk Volume 3. Until next time, stay spooky. Woo!